0: Of it all. Come on, church. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of all glory and honor given to him tonight. Come on. Let's do it one more time. He's worthy Before of it all. all to you are all things. You deserve. Have a praise like you've been it tonight. Father, we love you in this building tonight, God. Oh, Jesus, for from you you are all things, and to you you are all things, things you you deserve the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Shake hands with somebody before you sit down. Tell them that you're glad to be in the house of the Lord on this Sunday evening tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's a good life living for the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. And we're glad that Jesus is in our midst tonight and that uh, he's allowed us to come together in his name that's a, that's above every name and and uh, declare that who he is. And uh, man, I, I'm telling you. Brother Miller did a fantastic job this morning, didn't he? Amen. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Amen. There's just times that we just got to get out of praise, don't we? There's just times that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're dealing with, we just got to learn how to praise him through the hard times and through the bad times and through the times that you don't even know if you're going to get out or not. We just got to keep on what they call keeping on for the Lord because, you know, we're living in the last of the last days. Amen. But I know who my redeemer is and I know where my hope is. It's in Jesus tonight. Amen. I don't know about you, but man, I'm telling you, I say this a lot, but I really, it's a good life living for the Lord. I'm happy being a Christian. I'm happy in the day and age that we're living in. I get excited about what's happening in our world. Amen. Even though it's bum-fuzzled, it's upside down, and sometimes we don't know which way it's going, but I know the way that Jesus is going. That's where the difference is. Amen. I'm excited to be alive in this, this time in life because I know that, you know, I don't know that I'll get raptured out, but I believe I'm right there on the brink of it. I'm right here in the midst of, you know, right when Jesus could just come out on that cloud and the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, you know? And, and we talk about it and somebody say, oh, I've heard that all my stinking life. Well, you're gonna hear a little bit more until he comes, but he is coming back. Somebody said, my forefathers told me that, my dad told me that, my grandpa told me that, my grandma told me that, doesn't matter, it's getting closer. He's coming, amen, amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to go back home with him. I don't want to go by the way of the grave, but if I have to, I will, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a ticket to heaven any moment, amen. In a twinkling of an eye, the Bible says. Brother Miller this morning preached a great message and, and I thought, man, Lord, he just kinda preached all over what uh, I was thinking about, but if, what I'm ratcheting, darling, just turn your books to the Bible, to the Isaiah 43 and verse two, and I'll just speak to you just for a little bit. I know it's Sunday night, but man, I, I just wanna see God do something. Amen, amen, I I want to just see God just come down and bless some folks and bless our lives and just minister to us And, and I'm glad that I serve a God that can do those things. I'm glad that I serve a God that wants to move, that wants to minister, that wants to touch, that wants to deliver, wants to set free, wants to do all these things, amen. And I'm so glad to be a part of the family of God. But Isaiah said, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the river, they shall not overflow thee. And uh, getting into the deep waters a little bit tonight. You know, uh, I, I, I found out something a long time ago that just because I'm a Christian, that doesn't mean that things stop happening to me. And now, I can honestly say at the age of 21 when I got saved, I didn't really know that much about life. I was just more or less learning about it. I was just growing up and got married and and all that stuff. And I didn't know about life, but I was learning as I go along. But uh, I'm glad that to me at an early age that somehow, someway, God got a hold of me and helped me to understand that no matter what I go through in life, that God's going to be with me. That no matter what we face, no matter what we're up against, no matter what difficulties, just, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So it happens in life that we go through hardship. There's times that we're tested, there's sometimes we're tried, and there's just sometimes that I mess up on my own. There's just times I mess things up. Uh, there's just times that I just blow it completely, but there's times that life just hands you something that's not always good. But I know tonight is those things happen to every one of us and I know that you've got stories that you could tell me about what you've been through in life. you got things and some of them I could sit down and be astonished at uh, uh, the things that you've faced in life and things that you never thought that you would face but you've had to face those difficult times. You could tell me about your own personal relationships and how that you've had trouble. You could tell me about your children and what you went through with them and you could tell me about that spouse that you wanted to leave a long time ago because of his dumb headed and hard brick and all that stuff won't think right but you kept praying and praying until God come, finally come through with his uh, needs that he needed to get straightened out or what you needed in your own life to get straightened out and somehow God just come around and ministered and took care of the situations. Amen. Somehow God moved in those things. Well, I want to tell you tonight, as I begin to speak and I begin to think about uh, what we're getting ready to go through or what we've been through over the last four or five years as a church, as a body, individually, corporately, family-wise, whatever, that I begin to understand that there's a lot of people that's faced a lot of things in life that you and I don't have no uh, uh, comprehension of what they've been through. But Jesus does. See, that's the key. It's not so much that I know what you're facing or what you've been through, but what really matters is that Jesus knows about it tonight and that he can meet the needs and and he can touch every heart and he can touch every life and he can move the mountains that need to be moved. So here's a passage that says, when I go through the waters, I will be with you. And I, and through the rivers, they shall, what? Not overflow thee. Sometimes getting into deep waters, sometimes we get into what we call the deep waters that seems like they overwhelm us. We seem to can't touch bottom in some situations. And well, Brother Burton, what are you preferring to? Well, have you ever had one thing after another just seem to go wrong? Sometimes you get through one valley and you realize that there's another one waiting for you. And it seems like you get through that thing and there's a season sometimes that we all go through and there's times that we all uh, get bombarded by life and situations and circumstances and that we find ourselves in pickles at times and even wondering and question where God is. I like what Brother Miller said today that God is with us as we walk through the storms. He's not sitting on the bank somewhere saying, come to the bank and I'll help you. But when he sees us in the storm, he gets in the water with us. There was a time in my life, and I want to share this, it's very personal, and I really don't, normally I wouldn't share this at all, but I, I just feel compelled to. Uh, not that I, uh, some parts of it as a man that you kind of get ashamed of. Some parts as a person you think, man, I don't want people knowing my, my life. I don't want people knowing what I went through and what I've gone through. And you know, I don't want people to say, really, he did that. <laughs> but there was a time in my life that I, I, I was a, a young preacher in my early twenties, and I, I preached, and I. Proclaimed the gospel, and I told people that God could do anything, and that God could heal, that God could restore. God can do anything. You know, when you're young and you're on fire for the Lord, you you just tell people that God can do anything, and we know that He can. We know that He can, but we don't always see it happen, right? We don't always, you know. I, I say God's a healer, but we don't always see healings. But I still believe He heals. I say God's deliverance, but I don't see God delivering everybody every day, but I do know that he delivers people. So I was pastoring and, and, um, there was one night in the middle of the night, I woke up and, uh, my heart was racing 120. Well, probably about 200 miles an hour. I'll say that. And, uh, I don't know what happened. I just know I woke up and my heart was racing and, and, um, I thought, man, what's wrong with me? I felt myself, man, I feel fine. And uh, I found myself just struggling uh, to, to understand. It felt like that I never felt this before, so I didn't know what I was going through. But anyways, I, the, I got through that night, and about three or four nights after that, it happened again. And I began to think, man, maybe I'm dying, you know? I found myself... Question, boy, am I dying here? You know, and I didn't want to tell nobody, didn't say nothing to nobody, didn't share it with nobody, but it just kept on and on and on. Then I found myself getting this thing so wrapped up in me that I found myself afraid to leave Fredericktown to even drive to Farmington because there was no hospital in between. And I thought, what is up with that? I found myself struggling to go anywhere. Any place, because I felt that, 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 that something was going to happen between there and here. For some reason, I, I had this, this thing happen in that middle of the night that, that it kept telling me, you're going to die, you're going to die. And I guess I was thinking I'm going to have a heart attack any moment. And I found myself so much struggling. And for weeks upon weeks, I went through this. Months, I went through this. Nobody knew. Nobody had a clue of what was going through. I could look good on the outside, on the surface. I could look good. I did not dare to tell a preacher like Brother Miller or Brother Randy because I'm the man of God. I'm supposed to have it all together, and I'm supposed to know that God's can do anything. But yet I'm struggling, and I'm dying inside, and I feel like something's fixing to explode. And I realized now it was nothing but anxiety. I realize now that it was in my own stinking thinking. I realize now that it wasn't nothing but me. Now, whatever caused it, the enemy that tried to destroy it, but for months and months and months, I fought this thing. And man, I was going crazy. So here I am. We got a a busload of kids. We got about 15 kids on a church bus. And I'm taking every one of them down to Stillville at the campground to spend the week for camp. And as soon as I left Fairytown, I started fearing. I started fearing and it started to grip me. Fear just grabbed a hold of me and said, you're not even going to make it to the campground. Got to Farmington. I thought, I made it to Farmington. So I had to go from Farmington to Potosi because I knew that Potosi, there was a hospital. And all of a sudden, I make it to Potosi, but now I got to go to Stillville. That's Hicktown down there. There's no hospitals around. There's nothing around. Matter of fact, I, I stopped five miles before I get to Stillville to go another five or ten miles down an old road to get to the campground. And so... I'm driving down E-highway, man, and all of a sudden the brain is thinking the things that's going on in my head. And I found myself, man, I I'm, can't breathe. I'm, my heart's racing. And I, I looked at the, my steering wheel and I said, you stinking, rotten devil. I am so sick of going through this. I said, God, I'm going to either live today or I'm going to die, one or the other. I said, today is my deliverance today. I said, I'm either going to walk out of this thing alive or I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to just die right here. I pulled that stinking van over the, over the side of the road and I jumped out of that thing and I started running around that van. I ran as fast as I could around that van, 20, 30 times, running, 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 running. Finally, I stopped and thought, I'm going to kill my own self. And that day, that day alone, I walked out of that, I mean, I got back in that van and I knew from that moment on I was all right. See what the enemy wants to try to do to us? He wants to try to break us down and try to defeat us and say look I'm going to get a hold of you and I'm going to destroy you but I found out a long time ago greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Uh, Jesus said I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Now that might be crazy for some people and they'd say I didn't know Brother Burton ever had that kind of trouble. Well he sure in the heck did but I tell you that day I made myself get a hold of that well, steering wheel and I ran around that whole bus and I seen and I felt victory from that day forth and from that Time forward, I never worried about it again. But the enemy come to rob me. He come to take everything from me. He kinda told me that my ministry's not gonna make it, you're not gonna be able to handle it, you're not gonna be able to do it, you're gonna die before you even get in the thirties, young man. See, I'm telling you, God knows that when you get out into water that's over the head and you don't always know how to do it, Jesus can see you through it. See, sometimes when our back is to the wall and we don't know which way to go, can I tell you tonight that we just... Keep going forward tonight. Just keep doing what we always know to do. See, sometimes you can't catch and you can't touch the bottom. It seems like you're about to drown. How many of you ever felt like they was going to drown? I'm sure that we all have at some point in our life but somehow that you made it over. Somehow you come back on top. Somehow that you got a hold of something that that gave you strength and God just began to move upon you. But all of a sudden you felt the presence of God and that your kind of glory just beginning to raise you up and all of a sudden that thing that was a defeat in you becoming a, a little bitty, little bitty end in the sight of God. Getting out of the deep water sometimes, it's hard. Huh? But we have the assurance that God is with us. The Bible said that I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you, but that I'll go everywhere. Everywhere you go, I'll go. Uh, wherever your fit goes, I'll go. Uh, I'll bless every step that you take. Uh, why? Because I learned a long time ago now that I'm a child of God. And God said, I'll not withhold anything good from them that love him. Amen. And I love him. And I know that he walks with me. And he's guiding my steps and therefore, I know there's nothing that's going on that God don't know already about it tonight because he knows what he's doing tonight. He knows what he's doing tonight, church. He, he knows everything that you're facing. But when we have assurance that God is with us, he says, I will be with thee. They shall not overflow thee. God intervenes and delivers right on time. He's a right on time tonight, church, God. God. He intervenes right on your behalf right on time amen listen let the lady that had the issue of blood for 12 long years can I tell you she was there at the right place at the right time God knew that he had an appointment with her he knew that he had to do something that day he had to be there at the precise time and all of a sudden he said I felt the virtue flow out of my body why because that little lady there that had that issue of blood she come the right time that Jesus was passing by that man at the pool of Bethesda he wasn't there by coincidence Uh, he had an appointment with God Uh, can I tell you that our steps are ordered by God Uh, anything that you're going through uh, God says hold on they got an appointment to meet me Uh, it might be a month from now it might be two months from now but it could be today that all of a sudden he'll come by and whatever was wrong he makes right when thou it means when you When you will have trouble, he said you will pass through all the waters. Notice that he does not say, if thou passest through the waters, it's just, it's not just possibility, it's inevitable that we're going to go through the waters. Some faces different waters than others face, but somehow we face waters. He didn't say it was going to be a possibility or it's inevitable, but he said it's going to be inevitable that you do. It does not say when some pass through the waters. He says everyone will pass through the deep waters at some time. Sometimes somebody, everybody's going to pass through the deep waters. God did not say when his enemies pass through the waters, the deep is not the punishment from God. Excuse me. God said when thou, when you, mark it down, you, as an individual, go through the deep waters of life. The Bible teaches us that God will be with us. Job 14 and one says, A man is born of a woman, is a few, few days and full of trouble. Acts 14 and 22 says, We must through, we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have to go through the flood. Sometimes we just got to go through hard things. It's hard to escape some things, but some things we got to go through. People would rather run away from their problems than to face them. I've always learned that it's better to face your problems than to run away from them, amen, because that way you can deal with it right then and right there, and you know what you're going to have to deal with. But God is a God that will move the mountains today. God is a God that when your back is to the wall, that God can do anything tonight, church. Uh, Amen. There's Throughout the Bible, God has given us illustration after illustration what he wants to do in the body of Christ, who he's for in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is for you and I. Uh, Whatever we face, whatever we're going to go through from now on, Jesus said, if I have to depart the waters, I'll depart them. If you got to walk on dry ground, I'll make sure it's dry, but I want you to know that I'm your God and you're my pet, my people and I want to protect you today just like we do with our own children God says I want to protect you and everything that you're going through Amen. We don't know yet what we're going to face in the future. The church is beginning to be a little bit persecuted and beginning to go through some things and things have surely changed over the last four or five years. I predict myself that it's going to get a little bit worse uh, and then it's going to get a little bit more worse uh, but I do understand that God's grace is sufficient for us and that God's going to make a way. You remember the story that Brother Miller talked about, uh, uh, about Jehoshaphat this morning. Uh, he talked about how that they was at war and that things was happening and uh, didn't look very good for him at that time Uh, uh, the enemy was fixing to come and get him and talks about there in 2nd Chronicles 20 verse 15 and he said hearken ye all Judea and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou kings of Jehoshaphat thou king of Jehoshaphat thus saith the Lord unto you be not afraid nor dismayed uh, for by reason of this great multitude for the battle's not yours uh, but it's God can I tell you uh, be not worried and well doing be not dismayed uh, for the Lord thy God is with us church Uh, wherever thou goest he's with us Uh, the people were so afraid they didn't know what was going to happen great armies was fixing to come after them Uh, uh, great armies was facing they was fixing to face them and all of a sudden the congregation the Bible said that the people all come to the house of the Lord or to the temple they gathered around that day like you and I are in the house of God the man, the woman, the children all gathered together to hear from the word of the Lord and that they would be able to hear what God says and all of God sudden God began to speak and said don't be worried don't be dismayed for the battle's not yours. Can I tell you church tonight if we'll quit trying to fight our battles and let God fight them for us we'll find that victory will be a whole lot easier. I said we'll find that it'll be a whole lot easier when we allow God himself to fight our battles and and to help us through the situations uh, and to get through the things that we need to get through. If you're sick, uh, then get a hold of God. Uh, Lord, I'm standing the only place that I know how to stand. Uh, I'm at the presence of God. Uh, I'm in your holy sanctuary, God. Uh, I stand at the presence of God. Uh, I stand at the horns of the altar. That's all I know to do. God. You said that when all that we can do is just stand and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm here today because I am in deliverance. I'm here today. My loved one needs to be saved. I'm here today God because that one needs to be healed and that one needs to be set free by the power of almighty God. My children's at stake. My children's children's at stake. I'm not going to leave the horns of the altar. We're believing for you to come down and let us see the salvation of the Lord. I believe that God's looking for a church, a remnant of people that won't leave God, that when their backs are to the wall, they'll find a place at the altar of God and say, God, I'm not gonna go anywhere else until you move the mountain in my life. He's a mountain mover. He's a way maker tonight. He moves upon the children's behalf tonight. Can I tell you, Jehoshaphat was scared. (laughs) Have you ever come down to the altar of the Lord scared? Huh? Here I am a 20 some year old man, young in my prime, scared to death that I may not make it. Thought my future looked blinked. Scared that I was gonna die, fall over of a heart attack any time. Ah, you don't get it. Nobody knows but you what you've been through. Nobody knows the battles that you fought, the battles that you're facing, and it looks like there's no end to it. Feel like all hope is gone as Paul was on the ship. (laughs) It was sinking. It looked like everything was gonna fall by the wayside, but there stood an angel that night and said, whoo, Paul. Don't you worry. God's going to save you. He's not done. You got to go somewhere else, Paul. But not only that, I'll save all those that's on the boat. Can I tell you tonight? Because you're here tonight. God says, I'll save you. I'll save your whole household. I'll bless you because I'm not done yet. See, there's something about the presence and the power and the ability of God. It's not over until he says it's over tonight. <laughs> Moses just just talked Pharaoh into letting the people out of the land of bondage. Boy, have you ever felt that way you just got over one thing and all of a sudden now here you are. You're running from Pharaoh and all of his army. And the only place you could go was either swim or die. Their backs was to the wall. I heard, I heard the Spirit of the Lord in that truck tell me, get out and run. In my own fear, I wouldn't have done that. But I heard Jesus say, Run. God told Moses, says, pick up the rod. God's telling somebody here tonight, just use what you got. Just use what you got. All I had was legs, and that was to run with. Moses had a rod. And all of a sudden, Moses picked up that rod, and he stretched it toward the Red Sea, and the Bible said that the angels come great wind come spread it out and they walked across on dry ground can I tell you tonight that, that we have angels in charge over us to keep us in all thy ways can I tell you that you're never alone I don't know who my angel was that day that got out of that van with me and started running with me but they provoked me to keep on going huh I said they provoked me to keep on going. I was going out of breath, but I was going. I thought, ticker, I'm going to go until it explodes. Only thing I found out is I was out of breath and couldn't hardly breathe. (laughs) That angel said, run. Somebody can say, oh, no, it don't work that way. Yes, it does. He's got angels charged over you tonight. I believe there's angels all across this whole building. I believe there's more than just one or two. I believe that you got a host of angels. God opened their eyes that they might see. Daniel said, "I praise." David said, "I pray sometimes that God would just open our eyes and just let us see the blessing that's on the other side if we'll just walk on it tonight." See, I believe that, they, that, that, that Moses that day, and not only did the angels come huh, and, and, and deliver them that day, but the angels waited till Pharaoh and his army got in there and they put the waters back together, destroying all the land of Egypt because God will avenge you from your enemies. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world tonight, church. Amen, God wants the vengeance of our enemies tonight. Amen, and all of a sudden we find out that Abraham began to walk, didn't know where he was going, but he was the man that listened to God, and God blessed his steps. Everywhere Abraham went, God blessed him. Called his wife, his sister, and all that, but God still blessed him. Yeah. Jehoshaphat wasn't a great the best king in the world, but God still blessed him. You ain't gotta be a perfect person. You just gotta serve a perfect God that will move mountains in your life tonight. All of a sudden, Joshua was in trouble, uh, and the Bible said that they led them around Jericho, and God said, listen, Joshua, I'm gonna give you the victory over this. You're gonna get the place that Brother Miller talked about this morning, the clusters of grape. I'm gonna give you a land that flows with milk and honey. That was the promise of God to the nation of Israel, and all of a sudden they find themselves up against the wall of Jericho. And the Holy Ghost looked at Joshua and said, "Joshua, it's time to start walking." Uh, can I tell you? I believe there was a host of angels that got a hold of the walls there at Jericho, and uh, they blow them trumpets. Duh-da, duh-da. That's a bad horn, but you get the idea. <laughs> You get the ideal. As they begin to blow, the walls begin to fall down. It's not by might, nor by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. There's nothing in me uh, that has the power or the ability, but there's a spirit of God that's unleashed upon the church tonight uh, that we could say to this mountain, mountain be thou removed, and it's gotta go to another place. Why? Because the spirit of God lives within us. We've got angels around us that protects us. I can plead the blood of Jesus and nothing can cross the bloodline. I'm trying to tell you, church, that God's good tonight. I'm trying to tell you there's nothing too big that you're fighting, too big that you're battling, too big that you're going through that God can't move mountains in your life. Oh, Brother Burton, I've had it going on too long. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. You can't tell me it's been too long. If it's been too long, it's because you and I have carried it too long. Somebody said, oh, you just don't know. Yeah, I know. I know what it's like to be scared. I was 6'2", I was two, 230 pounds, but I was scared. And Jesus didn't give me the spirit of fear, but he gave me a spirit of love and peace and of sound mind. But I battled fear for a few months. Went down to nothing physically, body. Face was shrunk in. For one day, Jesus said, have you had enough yet? Huh? He said, did you have enough yet? I've been wanting to deliver you. I've been wanting to free you from this thing a long time. We're we're good people, and I'm fixing clothes, but we're good about carrying around baggage. We're good about carrying things and loads. That's why he said, let aside every weight and every sin which so easily besets us, weighs us and drags us down. He said, get rid of it. Let me, let me take care of it. Hearken, All ye of uh, Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and and thou king, Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reasons of this great multitude. doesn't matter how many demons in hell and out of hell after you. It doesn't, mean, doesn't, mean doesn't matter how mean, how big, how bad they are. Nobody would even go near the tomb of the boy that split his clothes and cut himself. They feared him. But Jesus come on the bank that day because he had a meeting. He had an appointment with the guy. The Guy come out of the tombs, crazy as a bedbug, nuts, he was plum nuts. Wasn't in his right mind. Have you ever dealt with somebody who wasn't in their right mind? Some of you women go, you know, in different neighborhoods and stuff. And you think, oh, I don't need to be in this neighborhood. Bunch of Looney Tunes here. Well, this guy was worser than all them Looney Tunes. But Jesus had an appointment with him. Can I tell you tonight, church, God's got an appointment with you, He's got an appointment. To take away every pain, every heartache, every distress, every obstacle, every situation. doesn't matter what it is. It may not be my anxiety that bugs you. But whatever it is, we all face something sometimes. Moses divided the water. Joshua got his promised land. Three Hebrew boys got out of the fire and Daniel made it through the lion's den. You know why? Because God was with them. And even though I don't understand the few months I went through, I knew that God was with me. I knew he was. And so when you're facing something tonight, you've got to understand that God's not left us, nor he's forsaken us. It don't matter how we mess up. It doesn't matter how much of a disaster I can make something or I can mess up things in somebody's life. Or I can just mess up some things because I've been a, a, a big mess up before. I've messed things up in my own personal life. We all have. I've been like the, the Christmas story. Everybody's seen the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Huh? Used to be one of my stinking favorite shows, brother. I still like it today, to be honest with you. But you know what gets my attention more than anything? That little elf said, you know, I got some friends that's on an island called the Island of Misfit Toys. And I've been a misfit boy. And God's come on my island before and fixed me. Went and got all those toys and fixed them for boys and girls. Can I tell you tonight, our, our little mess-ups and our little things that we get ourselves into pickles sometimes, even though we do it, God's still looking for misfits tonight to fix. And I don't know about you tonight, but he's fixed me in a lot of ways. He's fixed me in so many ways. He's fixed you at times, but I just come by as a reminder tonight to tell you that God is still working on us. He's still still fixing our mess up. And even when we're not messing up and we're doing it for the Lord and we're going through things just because, he's here to fix us. And I want to say uh, tonight in closing, I didn't even go where I wanted to go with this tonight, but that's all right. Uh, I want to say in closing tonight, Jehoshaphat did this. He called for an assembly and the Bible says all the people came. You know, when your life is at stake, when your life is turned upside down and when this could be it in life, When this could be, it's either now or never. I'm going to make it or I'm not going to make it. The Bible said that the people knew where to go. They went to the house of the Lord. Hoping that God would come and they could inquire of him. The Bible says, Connie came, Briley came. Joe came, summer came, older came, younger came, but they all came, and they stood at the altar. They stood outside there waiting for God to speak. This is what the altar's for tonight. We come waiting on him. That song says, I won't leave here like I came in Jesus' name. Bound, torment, sick. I'm not going to leave here like I came in Jesus' name. See, when you got a mind made up, things change. God says this, if you will I will. If you step, I'll come in and intervene on your behalf. If you do it, I'll do it. If you'll move, I'll move. But right here, this is where it happens. This is where Brother Miller and Brother Randy and all the preachers gather everybody up and say, come around the altars, let's seek the Lord. It's an inhabited place that we look that God's going to come down and minister to us because we believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. Because we believe that we're not serving a dead God, that we're really serving a God that is true, that is a God that can do things, that a God that can move mountains. I don't care that we say that we've asked the Lord 50,000 times. We go 50,000 one more time because we believe that any moment he can move that mountain. See, we believe in the God that we serve tonight or you would not be here. Would you stand with me tonight?